feminist she-devil <laughs> and welcome to this conversation rocks the episode after the second lost episode <laughs> it is taught in los angeles and oh my god i'd totally forgotten about that right who said that um, yeah, who's jackass who's running for office i don't know i've got the article saved we can oh, talk about right, it right 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 yeah it some, you. Some, some clown yeah yeah yeah, there's some speculation about whether this guy is for real or whether it's satire, but either way, it's kind of terrifying. If it honestly, if it's satire, it is the it's the long it's the long game to get there. Um, <laughs> that guy, I mean, let's be honest, this guy is running for office. Of course, he is. Why oh no, he is. Me? Yeah, he's running for some office in some rural red state. Right. No, and I mean, and of course, he believes everything he's put there because I mean, you know. America. <laughs> <laughs> just another, just another guy magging his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to lobby. I know that you have a place that we're going to start. I have places where we're going to go today, but I would like to lobby that we call this the um, Mueller and the State of the Union edition, aka the Mulligan edition. The Mulligan. Because okay. I had to look up what a Mulligan was because I'm not a golfer, but we'll go there eventually. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to declare a mulligan here. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because we need to get the mulligan before we uh, go with Lou Dobbs, who summarizes the right wing uh, position on all of this stuff that we're going to talk about the best, I think. Oh, well, then and, do you want to talk about the mulligan first? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, so... I was listening to an episode of Off Message, and frankly, I was so incredibly nauseated that I made it about three, maybe a fourth of the way through, maybe one third of the way through. They were interviewing Tony Perkins from the Family Research Council, which is a hate group, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, a lot of conservative Christians would not agree, but his uh, take on the Stormy Daniels payoff and the affair that Donald Trump allegedly had with the porn star Stormy Daniels four months after his son Baron was born. Um, his take is that that they're going to go ahead. The conservative evangelicals will give him a mulligan. And he used that language. And I was like, what the hell is a mulligan? So I looked it up and it's a golf reference. It's an extra stroke allowed after a poor shot, not counted on the scorecard. There are so many sexual references that I could make out of that, and oh, it just God. is so nauseating. But yeah, so the evangelical right is giving 45 a mulligan on his affair with a porn star after his child was born, after his third marriage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, again, 
it's it's not so much the sexual infidelity i don't give a fuck about that it's the fact that you've got somebody like tony perkins who let me tell you this is the vision of the family research council i looked them up i actually gave them my click our vision is a culture in which all human life is valued families flourish and religious liberty thrives so it's not the fact that that president trump fucked a porn star it's the fact that he's getting a pass from someone who works for an organization that has a has a mission statement like that and who makes people's lives hell if they're not right-wing evangelicals right but you know the bottom line is it could it could come out next week that trump paid for the abortion of his black mistress and and it would still be okay be like what's another mulligan Right, right. I mean, if if you believe what you believe to the point where you're you're Tony Perkins, and then you can look at Trump and go, oh, but you know, I can get around all that. Then you don't believe <laughs> it. Then you don't fucking believe it, sir. Right. right. And uh, but you yeah. have that magnanimous excuse of God forgives everything as long as you just ask Him to forgive it. Trump so. can't spell God, let alone. <laughs> anyway. Well, we know he can't spell dog because he's a germaphobe and won't have one. So if he can't spell dog, he certainly can't spell God. Right. But oh my God. <laughs> sharks are out, man. Fuck those sharks. <laughs> Got to so, eradicate all the sharks. One more thing about Tony Perkins before we get to Lou Dobbs. So I, I decided that I kind of wanted to parse out what that vision statement for the the Family Research Council really meant. Mm -hmm. So all human life, our vision is a culture in which all human life is valued. I'm like, okay, unless you're a dreamer, unless you live in Puerto Rico, unless you're from one of those shithole countries. Unless you're a woman. Right. Uh, In which families flourish. Well, families, as long as you're not too worried about Stormy Daniels and her $130,000 payoff. You know, by family, what we mean is, you know, <laughs> see The Handmaiden's Tale for a, a complete <laughs> right. how-to. Which I still have not watched because the book freaked me out, and I think seeing it in living the color is, would just be overwhelming. I I, I'm with you. I can't do it either. Right? The book is brutal. Yes. It's like, oh my god, I can't do this. And by all accounts, the, the series captures the book very, very well. <laughs> right, so, but yeah. See um, Handmaiden's Oh, yeah, yeah. See yeah. Hand- See Hamming's tale for complete how-to. <laughs> and then finally, um, a, a land in which religious liberty thrives. Unless you're Muslim, so long as you're Christian. You know, there's that whole inconvenient Muslim ban that's now going to the Supreme Court. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but but again, it's not just that, right? What they really mean is, you know, our brand of Christianity. Oh, right, yeah. Right, the, not the, the, even, like, I mean, I, I'm totally married to a lapsed Catholic who's still, like, you get him near a church and all of a sudden, and also with you, starts coming out of his lips. And his brand of Christianity would not be tolerated by Tony Perkins. No, no, because the thing is, once they get rid of the Muslims, you know, and the Buddhists and right. all the other all the other groups, then all the other it'll fringies. be... Yeah, then it'll be the Jews. And then when it's only Christians left, it will be then the Catholics. And then Mormons. the Methodists. The Mormons. Yeah. Of course, oh, are, they fr- are they fringies or are they Christians? I mean, how would they be considered by someone like Tony Perkins? 
Uh, I'm willing to bet that they get they're way higher on the list than the Methodists. And they're prob, but they're probably <laughs> lower on the hit list than like the Buddhists or the Muslims. Right. Yeah. Okay. And of course, of course, you know, we are putting words in his mouth, but you know, history and all that. But you know, he can give us a mulligan. Right. <laughs> you know, he should be able to forgive us. Right. You know. Because God will. Right. <laughs> Oh, I have missed this. You know, I have not <laughs> podcasted since we had our last episode right before the whole cataclysmic hay bale fall of 2017. Well, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, but I've got two other podcasts, man. <laughs> Everything's on hiatus right now? Everything's on hiatus right now. And, and partially it's because my brain is on hiatus. I come home, I do chores. I go to sleep. I wake up, I do chores. I go to sleep or I go to work. <laughs> it's just like... Uh i'm telling you it's time for you guys to move to the big city right yeah so before we logged on guys todd was telling me no no more of this country living shit (laughs) (laughs) so for those who don't know which i mean there may be a few i did put it on the the facebook page but not everybody looks at facebook so my husband fell off of a round bale of hay which those are like five or six feet tall on christmas eve and totally jacked himself up and ended up in the icu for seven days and in a medical bed for three days and with surgery and now he's off work for several months and he's basically in a narcotic induced haze on the couch right now (laughs) which means at least the dogs will be quiet because they have company but, but, <laughs> but, so onward, not necessarily upward, Lou Dobbs. So, just and, as and Mulligans, getting, and Mulligans. All right. <laughs> just as we're getting ready to get this thing started, I, this came up in my newsfeed. Lou Dobbs, uh, quote, may be time to declare war on deep state. Uh, Fox Business host Lou Dobbs said it is time to declare war against the deep state he says is present in the FBI and the Justice Department. It may be time to declare war outright against the deep state and clear out the rot in the upper levels of the FBI and the Justice Department, Dobbs said Tuesday. Yes, I said the rot. <laughs> and my first of, Okay, no, go ahead. For, for, first of all, um, I'm looking at this picture of Dobbs and... So when did he start dyeing his hair? Um, you know, he and Donald Trump use the same hair and makeup. Because, dear God, he used to have white hair. Right. I remember this. Right, yes. I remember this too. He used to actually be somewhat conversant. Yeah. Yeah, now he looks like the guy you expect to be on Fox Business. <laughs> so my response was, and I was telling Todd, I stole this from, I think, Maggie Haberman, Virginia Heffernan, I'm not sure. I was listening to some stuff the other night on the news about exactly this. And one of the commentators said, you know, when did the FBI become a raging leftist organization that was part of the deep state? I I don't remember that. (laughs) God. You know, he goes on to say the FBI and the DOJ have broken the public trust by destroying evidence, defying oversight, and actively trying to bring down the Trump presidency. They certainly trusted them enough when James Comey set out and he came out and said he was reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton. Right. They certainly trusted him plenty then. Gah. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, I get it. Wherever you stand on Donald Trump is going to kind of dictate whether or not you think the FBI is just out to get him. But, you know, I hated I hated watching Clinton go through the whole thing, too. But the fucking guy did it, you know. So, you know, he did have sex with Monica Lewinsky. He did lie about it under oath. Um, and I'll you know, admit, like most hand-wringing liberals, I am reevaluating my response to that whole thing and wondering, did I give him a mulligan when I shouldn't have? You know? Not Well, look, not over Monica Lewinsky. It was two consenting adults, you know. But it was a uh, big power differential. Yeah, but Lewinsky's never once said that she didn't want to do it. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch her YouTube, or not her YouTube, her <laughs> TED Talk. Here's, um, yeah, here's a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Which is drove into. Right. Like, but anyway, I am, I, you I know, am concerned about some of the other allegations that yeah, we yeah, yeah. Some of the other stuff that, that at the time we were like, oh, come on, that's just them trying Paula, to sabotage a Democratic candidate. Paula, blah, blah, blah. Paula Jones right. may not have gotten her, her due. And that other lady, I can't remember her name. Virginia something? I, I don't know. know that one, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's real possible that we overlook things that now we wouldn't overlook. Right, but, you know, no different than Anita Hill and the fact that we but, totally overlooked Anita Hill. Right, the fact that Clarence Thomas is sitting on the fucking Supreme Court. Right, you know, until he dies. So, yeah, we kind of suck at this, but we'll get better, hopefully. We, we're trying. As yeah. part of as part of the Me Too movement, we are trying, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the whole thing is the the whole thing with Clinton is interesting, but also to a great degree academic, right? right? Because we can't go back and undo it, right? But it uh, it is instructive as we move forward as Democrats or as progressives, I think. Yeah, you as know? progressive, not Dems. I'm not a fucking Dem. Yeah, I'm getting farther and farther <laughs> away from that that uh, title myself as well. I just happened to vote Democratic. Because it's the only option. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Carl wrote, or so Carl, Lou Dobbs. Wow, there was a slip. Well, it was uh, Freudian and appropriate, so. Same guy, same guy right? Right. Uh, same guy, less hair in yeah. Rogue's case. Right. But, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. He may have a full head of blonde hair, too, <laughs> now. Well, it is all the rage in yeah. Washington, D.C. right now. To just completely look have, like a moron. To have a full yeah. head of blonde hair and orange skin. Yeah, Dobbs' skin is kind of orange, too, in this shot. It is. So. I know. Yeah. I know. It's kind of terrifying. It's like, dude, quit spray tan. Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Anyway. Um, you know... I don't see anything going on in the Mueller stuff that rises to like a deliberate attempt to just fuck up Trump just for the sake of fucking up Trump. I oh, mean, I, no. Mueller's got the right history, and it's pretty clear. It's and pretty right clear. being right wing. Let's be honest not not uber right wing, but certainly right of center. Yeah, it's not and, like they have asked Howard Dean to investigate him. Right. 
Right. I love okay. Howard Dean, by the way. A scream and bad choices and all, but it's not like they've asked Howard Dean to do the investigation. Absolutely. Noam Chomsky or, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or even our old friend Jello Biafra. <laughs> you know? I was listening to some Jello Biafra yesterday and it kind of made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes me sad in that it is still valid, but otherwise right, yeah, it did make me happy. Because this spoken word stuff's kind of old. I know, wow, it's like 25 years old, man. We're just rambling. We are, sorry, sorry. So we, we, were, so we were talking about Lou Dobbs. Are we still talking about Lou Dobbs? I think now we're just talking about the Mueller investigation. And the fact, the fact is, is that the, the right is, appears to me, the fact is that it appears to me, that doesn't make any sense. So we'll just go with it appears to me that the right is starting to go into panic mode here. Well, and... so let me take you let me take you back a ways. <laughs> All right. How did we how did we get to panic mode? Because this is actually I think valid. I think we need to talk about the Saturday night massacre. I think we need a little Sunday morning history lesson. Okay. So, you know, not not really being a child of, of Nixon, because I was three, actually I was two and a half when all this shit went down. Um, but, just so people have a refresher, the Saturday night, Saturday night Massacre was when Nixon decided he wanted to fire a special prosecutor who was investigating him. Does this sound even remotely familiar? <laughs> <laughs> so... Dude. Do continue. <laughs> so he wanted to fire Archibald Cox, who was the special prosecutor, and he went through his attorney general and his deputy attorney general um, on October 20th, 1973. They basically both said, peace out, brother. We're quitting because we are not firing the special prosecutor. There's no reason to fire him. He can only be fired, and this is a quote, for cause or for gross improprieties such as malfeasance in office. So they they did the people who were working for Nixon did not feel like there was any cause to file the spe fire the special prosecutor. Enter Robert Bork. Now I did not realize. I remember being pissed off about Bork's nomination when I was in high school. For those who don't remember or who don't follow this stuff closely, Robert Bork was appointed or was uh, was nominated for the Supreme Court by Reagan, right? Oh yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Reagan or if it was Bush one. Um, so Robert Bork was the solicitor of general of the U S under Nixon that made him third in line after the attorney general and deputy attorney general both quit in protest over Nixon ordering the firing of Cox and Robert Bork, um, as the acting head of the justice department did go ahead and fire Archibald Cox, thus completing the Saturday Night Massacre. So basically, it was Nixon having to go through all of these different government officials until he finally got what he wanted. I'm kind of surprised we didn't go there. I think maybe somebody might have pulled on Trump's ear and said, dude, look at this Wikipedia entry just really, really fast. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> because that would have required reading. Right, yeah, that <laughs> did not happen. Did someone read it to him? Listen to me for just 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But, so, you know, I mean, I think that might be, I, I think that is a small part of panic mode. I think the bigger part of panic mode, and I had to look this up too, because I was like, okay, so really what is obstruction of justice, right? Yeah. Because... 
obstruction of justice is what we're what we what we really think we're looking at now, right? That's what gets them all in the end. I mean, it certainly seems appropriate. So this is from Cornell University. This is from their law school. Obstruction of justice is defined in the omnibus clause of 18 U.S. Code. Um, and it basically says whoever corruptly or by threats or force or by any threatening letter or communication influences or, or by any threatening letter or communication, comma, influences, obstructs, impedes or endeavors to influence, obstruct or impede due administration of justice. So I, I don't know. I'm not an attorney, but I think we're seeing stuff that has already risen to those standards. So I think that's where oh. the bigger point of panic is coming from, is that we're seeing corruption, threats of force, letter or threatening communication that attempts to influence, impede, or obstruct the administration oh, yeah. of justice. I, we're seeing that. Yes, absolutely. And we don't, we don't even have probably a quarter of what Mueller has seen. Yeah, also, I mean, the, the other thing that's just totally panic mode is trying to prevent Trump from having to appear under oath. Which, what a dumbass, right? Do you caught the whole, I'll, I'll appear under oath because Hillary Clinton didn't, didn't testify under oath for anything. I'll do one better. And then his personal attorney was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, he was just speaking in the heat of the moment, no. <laughs> Seriously, did you catch that? Yeah, no, I did, I did. I'm just reminded of that guy. That guy, uh, was he was a sen was he a senator, congressman? I don't know. A few years ago, he saw ninety eight percent of Planned Parenthood's money goes to abortion, and when he was called on it, his staff response was, "Well, it was not intended as a factual statement, <laughs> not even alternatively factual." <laughs> Just, you know. uh, so yes. I will testify under oath. Man, that wasn't offered as an actual statement. It's just, you know, hypothetically, at some point in the future, if we can make Hillary Clinton look bad. Right. We'll continue to talk. And Okay, it's time for everybody to stop paying any attention to Trump versus Hillary Clinton, Trump right. versus Jay fucking Z. As, as <laughs> is breaking this morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all of this is a roadshow designed to distract all of us from the fact that we're getting close. You know, I mean, Trump is clearly already trying to run for 2020, you know, thought, because that's what he can do. He can run for office. Right. He can't govern for shit. But, uh, but yeah, please, let's get him under oath. Because let's get him to lie just once or twice. <laughs> You know, because I don't think that's going to be hard. No, I think they, in fact, who, I don't even remember who I was watching because I see all of these different pundits and he was like, just, just let him start talking. Just let yeah. him talk. He's going to hang himself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I think Mueller's investigation is proceeding well, as far as anybody from the outside can tell. I doubt that we're close to... Everybody's talking about how we're getting close to the end game. I don't, no, I don't, no, think, no, no, I don't no. think so. Yeah, not even. Because I forget, but the, the Clinton investigation went on for a long time. Yeah. And I, and I, think, I, mean, I think we're just... I think we're scraping the surface. I mean, he's just... We know he's... He's 
interviewed one person on Trump's uh, cabinet. We know he's interviewed Sessions. Right. We know he's probably not done with Sessions. Well, is Sessions under oath yet? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> and he's going to have a formal interview with Bannon. Bannon turned out to be the world's biggest pussy, didn't he? <sighs> I, you know, uh, I don't even know where to go there. I mean, he, I just don't even know where to go. <laughs> he was all, he was all tough, big swagger. And now he's and like, then, I'll, I'll testify. I'll testify for anybody, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Executive privilege. Oh, I don't have executive privilege? Okay, fine. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, in that case, you got me, and here's what we did. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. It's all crazy. You know, and behind the scenes, I'm so suicidal, I was leaving breadcrumbs for everybody to find anyway. I was just like, dude. Oh, I missed that completely. Tell me that story. Oh, it's pretty clear that he was one of the guys feeding... uh, Feeding the book guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm partway through that book. Well, bless you for <laughs> I'm listening taking to it. I'm listening Take... to it. I, yeah, God. <laughs> I just, the administration is everything I predicted they would be, and then some, you know, just complete <laughs> revolving door chaos. Because, uh, yeah, we haven't, boy, we haven't talked since the book came out. No, we so, haven't. How the fuck do you just let some journalists hang out? You know, the weird thing is, is he was like, no one ever really said go away. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like. I mean, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there is this tradition of having a journalist document the first hundred days, but I think Are it's you... usually a little more structured than this. <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. It, it may be true, but it's just because everybody is such a fucking moron. God, this is the thing that just blows my mind. You know, we are 40 years since Nixon, and there's still tapes. Right? right. You know, come on. <laughs> and our technology is even better. Alexa right. could tell me what is being said in go, the White House right now knows. if I really wanted to know. <laughs> Alexa, what did Trump tweet this morning? <laughs> Uh, uh, Alexa, based on the last 100 tweets, what is Trump most likely to tweet about today? (laughs) I wonder what Siri would have to say. Uh, (laughs) Siri would be like, well, you know, Donald Trump is a good guy because Apple is being allowed to bring a lot of money back into the country without having to pay taxes on it. And and it's gonna make our economy great again. <laughs> it's gonna do dick off for our economy, but hey, that's good. Oh uh, yeah. So I I want to take us back a little bit again, a little more history. Yes. So this goes back. Focus. To, this goes back to the Saturday night Saturday night massacre. Sorry, I'm really tired, so my speech and my balance are a little bit off because of just everything. Um, sure. I'm not drinking, I swear to God. Although I have been more than usual lately. <laughs> not this morning, though. Um, 
So uh, the Saturday keep night trying to explain that. Right. I'll keep working on that. I've got to rehearse it better. Um, the Saturday Night Massacre spawned a, a law called the Ethics and Government Act of 1978. So this requires mandatory public disclosure of financial and employment history of public officials and their immediate family. It also places lobbying restrictions on people for a period of a year, I think a year, after leaving office. And it created the U.S. Office of the Independent Council, tasked with investigating the government. So I'm just kind of wondering how Trump and this act can exist simultaneously in the same universe. Right? You don't have an answer either. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do not have an answer. But so, you know, I mean, I think that that these comparisons to Nixon, while they can get tired, they're certainly appropriate in some cases. Say that again. I said these comparisons to Nixon, while they must get tired, are certainly appropriate in some cases. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, in, well, this is how humans do things, right? Just We always look at something similar. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we have to do that. It's the way that we process and understand things. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just... I, I, the more... I, I love Trump's comment the other day, right? Uh, if I fight back, then, you know, I'm obstructing. Well, no. If you fight back, you're proving that you're actually <laughs> obstructing. But, you know, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. Uh. You know? I mean, I was talking to Bob the other night, and it's like, it just it hit me. It's like, look... Just because you don't understand what obstruction of justice means doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean you didn't do it. It just means you don't understand what those words mean. You know? <laughs> do not think they mean what you think they mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so uh, the, the other thing that's interesting about the Mueller fire, firing or the firing attempt. Yeah. So I was I, I started to skim the the New York Times article that broke this news on the 25th, um, written by Michael Schmidt and Maggie Haberman. Have to give them credit. Apparently, Trump said that there are three conflicts of interest that would keep um, that that basically would make Mueller not the appropriate person to keep this job that would rise to that level of malfeasance in office or gross impropriety. First, oh, is yeah. that, first is that he resigned his membership from the Trump national golf club in Sterling, Virginia. Not quite sure how that is a problem, but um, he worked for, worked for a law firm that represented Jared Kushner. And he interviewed for the job to return as FBI director the day before he was actually appointed as the special counsel. So those are the three things that rise right. to that gross level of impropriety or malfeasance in office. Really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. This is the thing, right? You know, okay, this is why he's the wrong guy. Okay, lay it out for me. Well, first of all, because his name is Robert. <laughs> And second of all, uh, second, I don't have a second of all, but it's because his name is Robert. He's the wrong guy. Yeah, okay. totally. Okay, you know, thank you for making your case. Fuck off. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, and it's interesting because you see people like Lindsey Graham one day playing golf with the president <laughs> and the next day saying, we have to figure out how we're going to protect Robert Mueller. So yeah. it's just such a mess. So of course now. Here's how we protect. Here's how we protect Robert Mueller. 
We have the we have we have the fuck we have the fucking cabinet invoke the twenty fifth amendment and Congress just goes yes, <laughs> right? <laughs> Except that would require people with some testicular fortitude or ovarian fortitude, <laughs> depending on who you're talking to. Uh, yeah, um, and the truth is, we got none of them. Right. You know, I mean, it goes back to our twenty fifth amendment episode. Where, um, you know, all of the people who have to say yes are people who are either almost as nauseating as Trump and they're in line to succeed him, or they're Republicans who are yes men. I mean, look at look at Paul Ryan. His testicles must sit in a jar on Trump's desk. And I think they actually got passed from... I don't know, John Boehner to Trump, because I don't know that he's been in possession of them for a really long time. Yeah. It's like Melissa McCarthy in uh, The Heat. <laughs> <laughs> right. and they're like uh, tiny little mouse balls, but uh, smaller. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, definitely. I, I don't know that, that the last episode from just before the Christmas cataclysm aged well or not, but... The Mueller thing is certainly not ending, and it's certainly heating up. Right, and but I don't think you, I don't think we're close to done. No, um, no, I don't think we are either. I think there's, I mean, there's still so many more characters to talk to and and kind of figure out where it all goes from here. You know, I like I said, I think we have like maybe a fifth or a twenty fifth, a fourth of what uh, what he's actually seen. I think there's so much more that, that he's heard and seen that we don't even know that leads right. down bigger rabbit holes. Right. Well, because we need, we need Kushner, we need Trump jr. And we haven't seen any moves yet in that direction. And I can't imagine that those guys are not going to get dragged into this here shortly. Right. I can't imagine either, <sighs> but you know, yeah. Robert Mueller did work for, a, a, a law firm that represented Jared Kushner at one point, conflict of interest, gross malfeasance. Yeah, I, I'm still, you know. You're still processing yeah. that, I know. It's all right. Yeah. Okay, so his name's Robert. <laughs> I mean, he used to golf and he doesn't anymore, and apparently that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah, he resigned his, his, his membership, and somehow that's a conflict. Yes. But he, because keeping the the membership might actually look a lot more like a, what a conflict of interest is. How dare you say that? <laughs> the thing, the thing is, is that none of this may matter, right? Because the economy is going gangbusters. Right. I mean, I, I will say what the Dow was like 26,000. Fuck the Dow. Unemployment's like below five, right? That's, right. you know, and Dow's only great if you got stocks. You know, good inner bet in the right side of that equation, but um, yeah, that's the one thing that annoys me. They're always like, "Oh yeah, the stock market, the stock market has little to nothing to do with the average person." I think here's the thing. I mean, I, I think it goes back to what you we were talking about earlier, which is that you know the Stormy Daniels thing doesn't matter. None of this shit matters because something worse will be revealed next week, and people will be like, "Meh." And doesn't matter. Either. Yeah. Because 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 the thing is, is that unemployment is low. This is this is the real conflict, right? Unemployment is low. Things are good now. I don't believe that it has much to do with Trump. 
I believe that we're still just catching the end of the wave uh, from the Obama, from the Obama administration. But I could be wrong. You know, if this continues, at some point it is Trump. Trump does get to have credit for it. It's always the problem with the presidents and the economy and judging where they come in and where they don't. But because honestly, I sometimes think that you know we could just ignore the president. Whoever it is, <laughs> and the economy is just going to do what it's going to do anyway, and it wouldn't look any different. Oh my God! Okay, so sorry. Speaking of the president interrupting the economy, the sp- president, whoever it is, did you see that Will Ferrell made his return to SNL as George W. Bush last night? Yeah, I did. It so I caught funny. a little tiny clip of it, and it was hilarious. And for people who haven't seen it, you should you should YouTube it or Google it or whatever because he basically is like, "Look, you guys, don't forget, I was awful." <laughs> yep. And now I'm, what is it? I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so it's a whole thing. I don't, I don't know. It, it all comes down to the midterms, right? It all comes down to the midterms. If the, if, if, if the Dems get the vote out, which is looking good, right? And there's yeah, a lot I mean, of Republicans that are certainly... jumping ship. Yeah, Th- things have certainly voted well. It does not break my heart to see Daryl Issa. Daryl Issa? Issa. He's a California dude. Doesn't break my heart to see him bailing. No. If we can get Dems in Orange County, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, the Republican Party is basically over in California. Yeah. Which is interesting. And a different problem. But right, you because know. you do need to have some healthy opposition, regardless of what that opposition is. You need to have some healthy opposition. Yeah, the problem with the the grand old party is healthy. They're not healthy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got the they have the opposition part down. They're good at that. They're good at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So you know, uh, one of the greatest things that Trump said uh, is that he's all you know. Republican, Republican, I won the Electoral College. Republicans winning the Electoral College is really hard, you know, really hard, except for the fact that every president right. wins the Electoral <laughs> College. <laughs> I was just like, man, my brain, my brain just. I can think of at least for a few minutes. I can think of at least three Republicans in my lifetime before him that won the Electoral College. <laughs> right. Yeah. In fact, six of the last nine presidents. Were Republicans, all nine of whom won the election. Oh my god! And and even if what he was trying to say is that it's really hard for a Republican to win the electoral college, but not the popular vote. Well, no, because two of the last three presidents have done that. <laughs> you know, so that's not hard either. Apparently, thank you, Hillary. <laughs> thank you democratic establishment yeah i mean let's let's broaden it a little bit i i we knew that we were not running a strong candidate we knew that we just thought that she was better than donald trump democrats pulling <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory since 1994 yep absolutely absolutely but, uh, oh, God, I saw a picture of fucking Wasserman. Uh, make that woman go away. How is it that she's not in jail? Right. Well, if we're done but, with... But, we're, oh, go ahead. 
By the way, I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton may or didn't, you know, potentially commit some crime or obstruct justice or anything. You're but not I'm being an apologist it, for Hillary? No, I'm saying it doesn't fucking matter, though, because she's not the fucking president. Right. And she is never going to be. Never, if she ever, was, ever. If she was the fucking president, it would fucking matter. Well, I think the thing that makes me nuts, and enough, there would be, and there would be a special, and goddamn it, there would be a special right. counsel that would be investigating her, and we'd be going through the same thing. And honestly, I'd be like, "Fucking get rid of her," you know. At this point, that is the thing that makes me nuts is that you know one of Donald Trump's things during the election was, if we elect Hillary Clinton, there's going to be nothing but legal in- inquiry after legal inquiry and we'll waste all of this money and all of this he time did, and no, no. he did not he did not use the word inquiry no that that word is too complex for him i'm sorry <laughs> you're right but he basically said that we would be totally flooded by investigations of hillary clinton forever and ever on men and that right. his presidency would be sterling and right. here we go everybody knew it would not be <laughs> not him that dude you sound like you are drinking fierce this morning <laughs> yeah i can see that it is actually iced tea uh, i whipped up i've got a i've got a three-quart thermos that i filled up with iced tea before starting <laughs> because man i'm dehydrated <laughs> how hot is it there you know, it's warm today, but um, I was working all day in the garage and stuff yesterday, and, you know, when uh, I went, might have been When I went outside treated. to chop wood this morning, it was six below. Uh, I'm sorry. I know, me too. I, I don't know what I feel worse about, though, chopping the wood or the six below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the temperature check here in uh, San Pedro is, come on, fucking phone. Phone doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh, come, for the love of God, give me my home screen, you stupid. Th- this is what happens when you update your your devices for security reasons. <laughs> it's 82 degrees here in San oh, Pedro Oh, dear right mother now. of God. Yeah, it's a hot one. You know. Which is uh, climate change. We're not even going to talk about it. Right. No, we have to go there someday. We're not going to go there today. I think we just go with the final podcast. Yeah, we fucking told you so. (laughs) Which is not today. (laughs) Uh, No. no. So if we're winding down with, with Mueller, actually talking about Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Hillary Clinton and... And the Democratic establishment, it brings me to my Hall of Honorable Mention. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's quite, quite a leap, isn't it? All right. Lay it out. All right. Joe Kennedy III is giving the Democratic response to the State of the Union. I saw that, yeah. So I'm excited about it, but there are a lot of people who are being hypercritical because they're like, oh, you're picking a white man who's a Kennedy and he's a Democrat and he's establishment, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. The dude is young. He's progressive. He's handsome. He's got the whole package. I don't care that there's a penis there, too. Let the man speak. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. 
So there's I mean, also a lot of pissing and moaning that people don't know who John, Joe Kennedy is. So I thought I would talk a little bit about who he is. Oh, okay. First of all, there's a. Oh my god, this is so stupid. Right? How can no, you not know who he nobody, is? nobody knows who any of these people are until they actually do this. Why? Because they're congressmen, and nobody knows who the fuck they are. Honestly, people in Massachusetts don't know who this guy is. <laughs> That is sad, but that is probably so true. Hey, you know, most people can't name their con their congressional representative. Yeah, I we're mean, pretty it's... lucky we've only got three in all of Congress, both houses, so. <laughs> Again, time to move to big city. Right. Uh... <laughs> all right, so anyway, tell us about, uh, about Mr. Kennedy. So, Joe... Actually started serving in Congress in 2013, which I did not know. I, I honestly had not heard of him until 2017 when he started to have quite a few speeches that went viral in response to things that Trump has said and done. And he's very well spoken. Um, he actually ran for and won Barney Frank's old seat. He has a BA from Stanford. He has a JD from Harvard. He is one of, of a pair of twins, which I thought was kind of fun and cool. So there's actually two adorable gingers out there with the Kennedy name. Um, he's the grandson of Bobby Kennedy. His experience before becoming a, con a congressman is that he worked in the Peace Corps and he worked as a prosecutor. And he actually resigned his prosecutor's job so that he could run for this seat. And okay. he's from the Massachusetts 4th District. Excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually excited about his response. I am looking forward to it. I'm not sure that I'm going to torture myself with the State of the Union. I might watch a summary and then watch his response, but I probably will watch the response at very least. Yeah. I honestly haven't watched the State of the Union address in many, many years, and I'm unlikely to watch this one. Well, so I'll be honest with you. Because, oh, go ahead. Oh, at best, it's, uh, hey, this is how big my dick is. And <laughs> at worst, it's watching the guy shove his really big dick into a hornet's nest. So. <laughs> well, supposedly, this is the spin on the news this morning. It's going to be a speech about unification, unity, and coming together as a country, and blah, 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 blah. Hornet's nest, then. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just wondering if, if the same dude who shouted, you lie, during Barack Obama's State of the Union. I think it was one of his first States of the Union. Yeah, I remember that. I that dude is going to do the same thing, because it seems appropriate somehow. Yeah, you know what's appropriate is for we the people to just tune out. Right. Although someone made the point of if you are protesting by not watching, you actually have to be a member of a Nielsen household for that to count. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. But it doesn't mean you have to watch. It doesn't mean you have to give it your attention. But for it to count, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got an honorable mention? Um, do I have an honorable mention? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Do you want to talk about the dude from that red state in Fuck That Guy? Or do you want to save yeah. that for a... Okay, I'm going to let you regale us with tales of the 
man who is terrified of the manphobic feminist she devils. <laughs> oh, of course you are. I don't have the. I don't have the. Dude, uh, I'm I sent you... you the link, man. Yeah, but it's on my phone, <laughs> not on my computer. No, what I want to talk about actually is what the what the fuck is this thing coming out of Breitbart News? Dershowitz wouldn't have campaigned for Obama had he known about the Farrakhan photo. What? First of all, why are you giving Breitbart clicks? I'm not. <laughs> it's Secondly, just in the why Google. Is anyone still speaking Alan Dershowitz's name? <laughs> or Farrakhan, right? Right. Okay, I'm going to show my complete and total ignorance. Is Farrakhan even still alive? He is, isn't he? I have no idea. I, I assume he is. I assume he is. I mean, his momentless. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, this has been making. This isn't just Breitbart though. This has been making the rounds now for a week, right? Distraction. This thing. No collusion. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I just apparently there's a photo of Barack Obama and Louis Farrakhan that was suppressed. So there's probably a photo of my mother and Barack Obama. He ran for president. He took pictures with everybody. (laughs) Dear God. Oh, yeah, the Washington Examiner hidden photo of Obama and Nation of Islam leader surfaces after 13 years. Really? Seriously? So who's the fuck that guy for? Is it for Louis Farrakhan or is it for um, Dershowitz? Or is it for both of them? It's for all of them, man. And, and then the question is, is I, did I just totally piss off the Nation of Islam? And I am I in big trouble? Well, I'm trying to get this. Let's see. Okay, this dude is 84 and he is still alive. Yeah. Well, bigots take a long time to die. doesn't matter what color they are. Right. Oh, my God. Here's a quote that is attributed to him. This is atrocious. This makes me vomit in my mouth. The Jews don't like Farrakhan, so they call me Hitler. Well, that's a good name. Hitler was a very great man. This is Louis Farrakhan. I know. But, like, his moment was 20 years ago, so. Oh, my God. It was longer than that. I mean, really. Uh, Yeah, well, the Million Man March, when was that? God, I don't even remember. It was, you know, closer to the. I think you, I, I think you're still thinking we're in the '90s, darling. Yeah, was, <laughs> you're making that mistake that all of us Gen Xers make. We still think it's the '90s. Okay, so it was thirty. I mean, his moment in the sun was thirty years ago. Yeah. Right. You know. So yeah, this picture. I don't know. And of course, nobody seems to have the picture. I have a picture. I have a picture of Barack Obama here and a picture of Louis Farrakhan here, but not a picture together. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, and by the way, again, it doesn't really fucking matter. He ain't the president anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, talking about what the last guy did or didn't do isn't really useful. Talking about what you're doing today. So, fuck everybody on that one. That's a big blanket. Just all you guys go fuck yourself. (laughs) So. Well, my fuck that guy is a little more esoteric. Yeah. Lay it out on us. So, my fuck that guy is dukkha, which is the Pali word for suffering, which is a Buddhist concept. I am so fucking sick of suffering. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, so... 
the Buddhist thing is you don't have to suffer. Yes, you experience pain in a human lifetime. That's part of being human. But right now, I'm just sick of suffering. I mean, the whole fucking accident. We've had two dogs die this week. I'm just, I'm kind of done. But I wanted to talk to people about the idea of dukkha as kind of this low-grade level of suffering that we all do. Because I thought these definitions were really kind of fun. I know. Me. Fun. Suffering. There you go. Um... So I've listened to I've been listening to, t to tons of Buddhist stuff just to try to keep myself halfway sane. And one of the teachers that I was listening to describes dukkha as like, you know how you get a shopping cart where the wheel is not quite right and it's just constantly irritating? Yes. Like that's that kind of low level of suffering that we all have in our lives unless we really focus on how to reduce suffering in our lives. Another teacher de defined it as a pint of haagen is suffering because it's suffering if you take that first bite and say you're not going to take any more. And it's suffering if you eat the whole thing and then beat the shit out of yourself for eating the whole thing. So just kind of tired of suffering. I need to put the shopping cart back and get one that works properly. I need to put the pint of haagen down and just let it go. <laughs> it's just been, it's been a month. <coughs> yeah, it has. It's been a hell of a month. So, <laughs> oh my god i am yeah we are all so sorry oh <laughs> god it just you know it's so funny because i'm like could we just catch a break wah, wah. no that's not the right phrase to you <laughs> <laughs> just catch that's that's funny that, that's, that's pretty funny <laughs> Oh, okay. So let me see. Let me pull up the uh, the manophobic. We we do need to finish. Oh, the, you are going to talk about the the manophobic feminist she devil hater. Good for you. Um, GOP. Oh, right. Of course, GOP Missouri Senate candidate. Um, <laughs> you had because... to be Missouri, right? Yeah. Or GOP Senate candidate, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> um. He, uh, of course, well, we're not going to talk about that because uh, my phone just got hijacked. <laughs> Shit. How did your phone get hijacked? Oh, because the stupid articles got, you know, oh, something in it. Oh, it's got like all this clickbait bullshit. Pop-up shit. And... Here, I'll, I'll I'll compromise my phone. So this is actually... I, get, no, I got it, I got it. All right, he, uh, Sykes uh, bills himself as a Trump-style populist and constitutional conservative, aims to face off against uh, incumbent Senator Claire McCaskill, who's the one who beat the fake rape guy, right? I think so. And McCaskill is also someone who's covering her butt right now. She did not vote... For the shutdown, because she knows she's a vulnerable Democrat in a red state. Yeah. Um, so Sykes says he doesn't buy into radical feminism's crazed definition of modern womanhood. Why, well, there's a lot of words. And claim <laughs> feminists made it up to suit their own nasty snake-filled heads. All right, all you women out there, tell those snakes to shut the fuck up and... <laughs> As for those home-cooked dinners, he expects that uh, he to have daughters one day who will serve home-cooked meals as they become traditional homemakers and family wives. You know, and so I just got to put in a plug for Love It or Leave It, the podcast that, that John Lovett does, because they did a dramatic reading of this yesterday. What the fuck is a family wife? I'm a little scared. 
I'm pretty sure that's uh, what we keep hearing about out of Utah. Right? That was kind of my thought. I'm a little scared. He does not want them, his daughters, that he doesn't have yet, thank God. But when he does have them, he doesn't want them to become career-obsessed banshees who forego home life and children and the happiness of family That's to me. become nail-biting, manophobic, hell-bent, feminist she-doubles. <laughs> which, I mean, if, if you're not going to listen to Love It or Leave It, which I don't know if any of our listeners do, it's a great podcast. It's really funny as shit. The, the gal who was reading this part of the dramatic interpretation was like, okay, wait, stop. My nails are fucking beautiful. Just look at my nails for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, This guy has lived in Missouri for less than a year. Where's he from? Does it say? No, it doesn't doesn't cover that part. But um, his position paper on women's rights was part of an 11-page statement, which which he sent to a newspaper last year when he described himself as a mystery candidate. So there really is tons of speculation that this guy is like doing a big piece of performance art. That, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm curious to know what you think after looking at the article again. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's America. And, you know, <laughs> Which means anything think- is possible. Yeah, and I and I think that this guy is just magging his pants, right? You know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I I suspect that he's I I suspect that uh, this is for real, this is legit, and he's just a fucking whack job, you know. God, that's just depressing, dude. But you know, I guy like him isn't gonna get that's as much traction as he's gonna get, right? Because he's nobody, he's not part of the GOP establishment. He's not anybody the GOP has been grooming to run, you know. All right, I so. just have two things to say. Donald Trump. <laughs> he also doesn't have the money that that Trump had access to. So. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. And, uh, I will totally uh, give you that. But, you know, I could be wrong, and this guy could be end up being the next senator. Uh, dear God. But... I these stories these stories get a lot of traction real quick, right? But they don't really end up anywhere. I mean, you know, there was the whole stuff a week or so ago about the Cal- group in California is trying to redistrict a state, divide it into two states. You know. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Yeah, no, you you want some fuck that guy stuff. For anybody who didn't see it in the joke section of the paper, there is a group here in California that is calling for the establishment of a 51st state where they're going to carve off everything except for San Francisco to Los Angeles. It doesn't exist, folks. <laughs> I'll send you the app. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm just curious if that's gonna if our listeners are getting that. <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, they should be. All right. <laughs> I'm being interrupted by the president. <laughs> I should stop talking. The president is talking. I think 
Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, That's Donald courtesy, Trump. That is courtesy of Phil Parrish, another podcaster I know. He shared the Trump soundboard with me. Ah. <laughs> So you just pick a sound. Okay, I got it. Pick a phrase. Yeah, because, you know, words mean something. I have all the best words. All the best words. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sorry, I totally distracted you. I totally interrupted you. Yeah, I no, just, okay. I had forgotten to torture you with that when I first got it. And I was like, oh my God, here it is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I can live with that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, California, there's this group, crazy group of California is like, oh, yeah, we're going to divide California into two states. You know, we're going to get this on the ballot. No, you're not. Uh, succession is actually not is not legal. So, you know, hey, have a good day. But um, they missed that whole 1861 thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, because, it's because California. So here's here's their problem. Right. California has become ungovernable. Uh, never mind the fact that we are the sixth largest economy in the fucking world. Which I thought you were the actually... fifth largest economy. Okay, fifth. We'll go with that. But we're actually propping the rest of your asses up. Yeah, totally. In, you know, U.S. Um, are you hearing yeah. that weird noise? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll stop. Right. <laughs> anyway, I just... You know, again, just because things aren't going the way you want them to go, that doesn't mean you get to just, you know, secede from the union. Sorry, it's not the way it works. 1861. Right. You know, anyway, so, but yeah, (laughs) that got a lot of press, right? Everybody's like, ah, look at those idiots in California. Yeah, I get it. You guys like to make the joke about us and everything, and we have plenty of crazies, so fair is fair. Oh, but come on, you don't have whatever this dude's name is from Missouri, or as appropriately pronounced, misery. We got, but the thing is, you know, I well, bet if we looked around, we did get Charlie Manson, but he's dead. We got, so we got, we got lots of people here, though, right? Who say well, things like that and stuff. They just don't get anywhere. But it's a because, big population. Exactly. That's exactly why. I it mean, per get capita, anywhere. do you have more crazies than Missouri? I doubt it. Per capita, do you have more crazies than Alaska? Oh no way. <laughs> not Alaska, but maybe Missouri. <laughs> not Alaska. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Ah, so I think we've come to the end. You know what is so funny? I totally was like, oh, this is going to be such a short episode. We're going to talk for like a half an hour. It's been an hour. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what our listeners are saying, too. Right. Oh They're like, God. oh, my God. It's All right. It's been an hour. So I'm going to end it with a long quote from death the, the time of your life by neil gaiman so hang in there and i think it's just because i've had so much death and near death in my life in the last month um so this is someone talking to death can i ask a stupid question sure ask away uh, it's a lot more than one question but look um why do we hurt why do we die why isn't life good all the time why isn't it fair those aren't stupid questions hazel for some people they're the only questions that matter does that mean you won't answer them Oh, sure, I'll answer, but it's kind of a big subject, and it's got lots of answers, and the answers don't really mean anything. They aren't stupid questions, but they could just as well be, when is purple, or why does Thursday, if you see what I mean? Oh, not really. Well, I think some of it's probably contrast, light and shadow. If you never had the bad times, how would you know you had the good times? But some of it's just, you're going to be human, then there are a whole load of things that come and go with it. Eyes, a heart, days, and life. 
It's the moments that illuminate it, though. The times you don't see when you're having them. They make the rest of it matter. That's right. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. I remember that quote very well. <laughs> when is purple? When is purple? Oh. All right. All right, man. We'll try to get back on a regular schedule now that the patient is healing. There you go. Until the next crisis. <laughs> All right. I love you, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Everybody out there, take good care. I won't be late for this. Late for that. Late for the love of my life. And when I die alone, when I die alone, die I'll be on time.